I'm Mick Torres. I'm Ashley Argoda. And we are Mismo. In today's episode, I interviewed Ashley about True Jackson VP. Yes, you did. True Jackson's been getting so much love online lately. So Mick watched the entire first season of the show and, and loved it. I'm so glad you did. And we talk all about my fun memories in this episode. Enjoy. This episode of Mismo was filmed in front of a live studio audience. It wasn't. It's just you and me here. (laughs) I've watched all of season one of True Jackson VP this past week. How do you feel? Awesome. Did you like it? Like, honestly, did you like it? I really like it. You did. And (laughs) mom loves it. I love it. did. I wasn't expecting her to like it so much. Because it has a nice message with every episode. She called yesterday. We had the season one, volume one mm-hmm. DVD of True Jackson, which I believe is the first 10 episodes, complete with behind the scenes footage and bloopers. Ooh. Some great content in there. Some great content. And we left it at your parents' house. I didn't really, honestly, I didn't think they were going to watch it. And she called yesterday and she was like, not only am I your mother-in-law, but I'm now True Jackson VP's biggest fan. Yes. I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm thrilled she likes it. As I said yesterday on the phone with her, I'm I'm just excited that it's held up this long. It's been 12 years since the first episode aired. It's aged very well. Thank goodness. You've got a lot of fans. Yeah. People (laughs) are excited about True Jackson right now. (laughs) So yeah, that is why I watched it, and that's why we want to talk about True Jackson VP right now. But, I mean, I had mostly seen your theater stuff. I have seen now, as we've been together a while, some of your film and TV stuff. Mm -hmm. This is going to be great. This is really a me interviewing you episode of (laughs) I've literally never seen you so excited to do a Meesmill episode. (laughs) You're so stoked. I'm very stoked. (laughs) What is weirder for you? You watching this stuff back or you watching me watch this stuff? really interesting I think it's a little bit of both honestly it's weird to watch it back after so long because watching it back I remember thinking at the time like I'm never gonna forget these episodes I'm never gonna forget like the little jokes and stuff that we have in there and it's been you know more than 10 years and I'm watching it back now and you saw I've watched some of the episodes with you and you know, the episodes will start and I'll be like, wait, what is this episode again? Yeah. What is this one? But at the same time, you know, the episode will be going along and I'll remember like a a silly inside joke that we had or, you know, breaking in a scene because we thought it was so funny. So it's, it's weird in that I think when I was younger, I thought I would never forget any of that stuff. And it's been so long that now I'm like, oh, that's right. And then watching you watch it is super trippy because it's this part of my life that you've heard so much about, but you haven't really watched it until now. You saw episodes here and there, but it's really fun watching you watch it all the way through because there are even things that I've said in, in life that are from True Jackson. Like, questions, comments, compliments, or even, like, you said what now? I don't really say not even, but... (laughs) Not even. Not even. (laughs) (laughs) Now you say it all the time. 
I don't really know how this works. Wow. Thank you, Mikey J. But see, I've said that in, in like life before, just with the two of us, and you don't, you didn't quite understand what it meant. I'd have to be like, oh, it's just, it's a thing that someone says in True Jackson. I didn't get it at all. I loved your stuff with Mikey J. You did? You're so cute. <laughs> You're so little having a boyfriend for the first time. I know. Oh, man. You didn't have a whole lot of real life love experience at that time. No. How was it doing those scenes? I mean, you guys had pretty natural chemistry. We did. How, how I got did to you... pick him. Yeah. Gosh, they called me in, I believe there were like two or three Mikey J's that they'd narrowed it down to. And then they called me in, I think they likely expected him to be a recurring character because my opinion meant a lot in that moment. Uh, and Trevor was the first one that we saw and it was kind of a no-brainer for us, honestly. He was so great. And it was so interesting doing those scenes where Lulu has a crush on someone because I, you know... I had crushes, but I was 15. I had never had a boyfriend. and Your crushes up to that point had been Leonardo DiCaprio. Don't you say it. Vlade Divac. No! <laughs> <laughs> I will never, ever let you live that town. I think it's the funniest. <laughs> Vlade Divac is a basco- an old basketball player, if anybody's wondering. He was the center for the Lakers before Shaq. I don't know what I was thinking. But yeah, those are my crushes. Very large Eastern European man. Yes. <laughs> we start with fan questions early. We have a lot of fan questions. We do. You posted to Twitter and Instagram asking if people had questions for our episodes. So let's get right to them. Oh boy. All right. What was it like doing serious scenes? For instance, <laughs> when Jimmy went to the ball without True, oh, and you and Ryan had to console her, or whenever. You and True got into an argument at Yes, I'm All Alone asks the question, and now I know the scene <laughs> that at Yes, I'm All Alone is talking about. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. It was hard shooting those scenes because we broke so much. It's funny how often you would say they had to cut right there because I broke a second after this. There are so many, so, so, so many scenes where I know, because our editor would tell us, like, this is the frame right before you broke. A lot of it's with Greg, to be honest with you. But it was it was hard because of a few things. Uh-huh. We wanted to make it as real as possible. We wanted to do those scenes justice. But also, it was such a fun set to be on. And we were all such happy kids and just so grateful to be on this set and like living the dream on this kid show so to do a scene where we had like when true and lulu have to fight with each other i remember in firing lulu when she says lulu you're fired i just remember cackling (laughs) i mean (laughs) we couldn't stop laughing or when i say true stole my boyfriend in the dance episode oh you look ryan and i look at the floor straight down (laughs) Because I would literally look at Matt and be like, True stole my boyfriend. <laughs> I'd just start laughing. So, I've seen you do it at Rockwell too. <laughs> now now I know your tricks to not break is you just won't make eye contact with your scene partner. No, and somebody also told me once to look at the person's forehead because it looks to them like you're looking at... I'm looking at your forehead I'm now. looking at your forehead right now. And you I, can't even tell. Oh, you are? That's funny. Yeah. yeah I'm totally doing it <laughs> yeah. just because you said it. But it's a it's a trick to not have to look the person in the eye so you don't 
break. Yeah. But my, I guess my trick then was either looking down or, you know, doing the thumbs up smile at the end of the scene if I was going to break. But yeah, it was, it was hard because we broke a lot on that show. And also for a scene like they mentioned the ball scene where Jimmy goes to the ball with somebody else. That one we didn't break, but that one was hard in that we wanted to make it as real as possible. I remember our director, Gary Halverson, was very adamant in it being very grounded and very real. He was like, I don't want this to be ha 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 kid show. We're going to make it super fun and crazy and funny, even though this is a dramatic moment. He wanted it to be very dramatic because he was like, this is a real life situation. You see the person you like go with somebody else when you thought they were going to be with you. Mm -hmm. He was like, that's not fair. And it's got to hurt her. And you guys have to be her heroes and come in and, and make her feel better. We were like, all right. So that was a tough scene in a different way. But we had a few of those. We had a few, you know. How about the scene where you go over to Mikey J's house because you heard that True is over there and then you see True teaching Mikey J how to dance and you think that she stole your man. What's weirder to me is that you can point out specific scenes now that you've seen the show. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so excited to watch season two. I actually really like season two. I'm okay. excited. I'm truly excited. Truly huh? excited for you to see season two. It's a it's a good season. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, like that scene. It was it was hard for me because I thought it was funny. Truly thought it was funny. But at the same time, our director was like, this is a real situation. Or that fight that True and Lulu have later on. Or not the fight, but when True comes over and is like, no, this is what really happened. That scene in the beginning, I really had to kind of step away from everybody and put myself in the right mindset because you know we're doing this really dramatic scene but four seconds before that I'm goofing off with the crew members before they say action and we're laughing at something and then they're like action and I'm like boo you stole my man yeah so it's hard it was it was hard in a few ways it was hard because we would break because we were like this is ridiculous Lulu you're fired ha 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 like it was not real for us yeah but at the same time when we did take it seriously, it was even harder because we just wanted to do it justice. We wanted, and there are even more dramatic moments in seasons two and three that you haven't seen yet. That you know, it it was it was tough. We wanted to make sure it was good. It was really good. Thanks. And y'all did a really good job of every episode. Sort of has a, a format to it. Mm -hmm. Like we learned about the big conflict, mm -hmm. the big. Kiki is excellent at this, like making it a big deal that mm -hmm. whatever the thing that's going wrong that the episode's going to be about mm -hmm. is like the most important thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're really good at it too. And then in the end, it all wraps up in, in, a, in a story. But you do a nice job of keeping it fresh, even though it's relatively, you know, following a structure. Did you, in working with the writers, and did you start to notice as you get your script and you come in for the table read every week, did you start to say like, oh, here's the part of the episode where, where you know, the conflict comes in and then the, here's, you know, presenting the moral and the lessons we're going to learn. Like, how did you approach, am I asking a coherent question? Mm -hmm. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> it was interesting. Yes, we, we knew the format. But for us, I think it was mostly we knew that the conflict was going to be presented pretty early. Uh -huh. And I remember one of our writers or producers saying that they liked that right off the bat, we know what the episode's going to be about. You know the conflict. You know what's going to happen. And then the middle was kind of like, 
whatever that was going to be, there was going to be hilarity, insanity, pratfalls, physical comedy, sarcastic clips, and then somewhere at the end there was going to be a lesson. And truly that's what I loved about the show so much is that every episode, and it's what your mom loved about the show so much, every episode has a lesson. And it's not just a lesson a a kid could learn from. It felt very all-encompassing. It felt very like there are lessons that even just watching this first season that I was like, oh, that is a really good point. I'm glad we did an episode about that. And and I'm an adult now. So yeah, we, we sort of knew that there was a format to the show. It does change a little bit when school starts back for True and Lulu and, and Ryan. That was a pretty fun aspect of the show, staying in the office the first season and then second season going to school. And for me especially... I didn't go to public school. I went to public elementary school, but it was kind of a dream come true for me because I never had a locker and, <laughs> you know, I didn't have to like, I didn't go to classes or anything. So it was super fun for me to to sort of have a high school experience in this, in this weird yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> All right. Let's ask another fan question here. So. At Haley Andrea 26 asks, What do you think of all the love the show's been getting recently? Did you ever think the show would have such a, quote, nostalgic following? No. We just made the show because the show was fun and we loved doing it and it was just cool for us to do. I don't think any of us really expected, like, for anyone to come up to us 10 years later and be like, You guys were my childhood. That's crazy to me. Yeah. I have gone up to people and said that. About what show? That's so Raven. Mm-hmm. Or Marissa will kill me for saying this, but Hairspray. I listened to Hairspray incessantly growing up. Yeah. So, you know, I've told people like, wow, you were my childhood. That's so crazy. I can't believe I'm meeting you. But for people to say that to us, we're like, wait, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? It feels like the show was five minutes ago, and also 1,000 years ago (laughs) at the same time. So for people to come up to us and say, like, they grew up watching us or, like, we've had kids be like, I used to come home from school and turn on the TV to watch True Jackson right when I got home from school. There are kids I've met who said that they had the fashion stuff that they sold at Walmart, all of our clothes. Did you not know that? They did. Your face just lit up like wow. a Christmas tree. <laughs> I did not know that you yeah, sold we had shirts and we had like a fashion line, like a true fashion line. Was it Mad Style? Sort of, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And kids would be like, "I had that shirt growing up." <laughs> I'm gonna need a Lulu T-shirt. I don't even know if they ASAP. have them anymore. We'll we'll find it. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, we didn't think it was gonna have this nostalgic following i'm trying to figure out because i of course did not watch it but just because it was a few years late Mm -hmm. i was a little bit too old to be watching that show at that Mm -hmm. time i'm trying to equate it to what show i was watching at that time that it would have been like like boy meets world was yeah my childhood Yeah, yeah, yeah i think of that you know it's really to think that you were on a show that is that important to people it's so so wild When we went with your parents to a restaurant before we saw Cuckoo's Nest, your mom and I, like, ran to the bathroom before we left. (laughs) (laughs) And 
There was like a line. So I went in first. I came out. Your mom went in and a girl was washing her hands next to me. And as your mom's in the bathroom, this girl's like, are you Ashley Argoda? And I said, yes. This is, mind you, your mother's first encounter with me being recognized. Oh, that's right. Yes. (laughs) And I was like, yes. And she was like, oh my God, True Jackson was my favorite show growing up. And we inspired her to get into fashion. Into fashion? Yes. She was like, True Jackson inspired me to, to start pursuing a career in fashion. And I was like, that's amazing. And I remember your mom coming out of the bathroom with like these big eyes, like, what's happening right now? She was so excited. But, you know, we didn't think that it would have that kind of impact on people. And we're so grateful that it did. That's so cool that it did. All right. At Painfollies, Painfollies. Sure. Asks, who was the biggest prankster on set? Can I make a guess yes because based on the show uh-huh i would have to think it's matt shively is it not matt shively cast only cast are you gonna are you gonna were you gonna say a crew member no no i wasn't i'll be honest with you it wasn't a huge prank set okay i feel like matt probably pulled some pranks but for some reason the prank that's coming to mind right now is one that kiki pulled let's go Please tell everything. (laughs) I think we've told this story before, but she, or was it me? One of us got our hands on popcorn that had the deadliest pepper in the world (gasps) on it. Or like the spiciest pepper in the world, whatever Uh, it is. Yeah, not deadliest. Deadliest. (laughs) Sure. killed four crew members. The The spiciest pepper in the world. Okay. And Our crew, producers more so, loved popcorn. Well, there's a popcorn machine in True's office. Fun fact, that's stale popcorn. Ew. But we did have popcorn on set. All right. (laughs) For the one or two episodes we had popcorn in our hands from that machine, they changed out the popcorn, but otherwise it was stale. We never opened the door to it because it smelled. Anyway... Hey, this is what people want to hear. All the behind the scenes. <laughs> the hard hitting behind the scenes facts. Um, Scandal at True Jackson. Stale popcorn on set. Stale popcorn and expired drinks in True's fridge. Yes. Yum. Anyway, one of us got our hands on this crazy popcorn. And knowing that our crew loved popcorn right before a run through one day. We went down to, I think we did it to more people, but it was Dan Kopelman, who's one of our producers, and Andy Gordon. And I think we went, I think we did Andy first, and we were like, oh my gosh, we got this popcorn, it's so good. And it looked like caramel corn, because it was glazed over. And we were like, do you want to taste it? It's so good. And they took it, thinking it was caramel corn, and it was just, it was madness. And I want to say we got Dan Kopelman after we got Andy Gordon, but that's like the big prank that I can think of. There were never any like, there were never any huge pranks that I can really think of off the top of my head. If you want a Matt Shively one, his wasn't a prank, but he did run into Andy, our creator of the show once, and had him, he made him spill a bunch of stuff on himself because he was trying to catch food in his mouth. He like threw it up in the air and tried to catch it in his mouth and didn't know that Andy was behind him. And he ran into him and Andy spilled everything all over himself. That just sounds like a scene from the show. Right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't it? And it's not. It was a real life thing. 
when Andy is the maitre d' at Finique, <laughs> I've now seen too, I'm now too knowledgeable about the show. But it is hilarious that Matt always is throwing food on him one way or another. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I really got into the show this you past week. You really did. I'm about it. Next question. Divine Daylight, at Divine Daylight, asks, what are moments or scenes that you'll never forget while filming True Jackson VP? There are a few. The first one that comes to mind is my first kiss. That's in season two. That's in season two. You haven't seen that one. Season three, really, but... You've told me that that a volcano explodes behind you. Yes. It's a whole episode of, in at least Lulu's storyline, she thinks she's not going to see Mikey J again, and they haven't had their first kiss. And she's sad because she doesn't think it's going to happen, and then they see each other in Peru, and they kiss. In Peru? I'm not going to tell you what happens. Whoa. you got to make it to the end of the show. Yes, I do. Uh, but they see each other in Peru, and it was it was our first, like, real-life first kisses. Right. So it was slightly embarrassing because our parents were there for it, and they were taking pictures. Everybody was very <laughs> excited for that day. Kiki, after it happened, after that first take, picked me up and spun me all over the set we got a round of applause after our first kiss <laughs> it was definitely not your typical first kiss story but it was very memorable I think also the first scene we ever shot in front of the audience in our pilot episode not even when we did the series but just in our pilot episode because I remember being I mean never been more nervous in my life even though I'd done a ton of theater still have never been more nervous in my life but there are things in that scene that I did that I didn't do in rehearsal because I was so, like, I was just on pure adrenaline. <laughs> and I was so excited. Like, the dancing while I'm opening and closing the refrigerator door thing. Yeah. That was never rehearsed. That just happened because I got excited and people started laughing at it. And I was like, I guess I'll keep going. And then I started dancing and people kept laughing. So, Speaking of dancing, in the dance episode... That I just watched. Mm -hmm. You do this gorgeous waltz with Mikey J. I do. Wow. How much rehearsal went into that? Like, did you have choreographers? Obviously, you had a choreographer for that. We did. And funny enough, my time hop, either today or yesterday, was photos of us rehearsing for the dance. Wow. I think we had, like, a a few days of rehearsal. Probably three days, four days. It was very elaborate. And you looked amazing. You were an excellent dancer. Thank you so much. I can't wait to dance with you at our wedding. I know. We're going to choreograph it. I know. We can take that choreography if you want. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't want to steal, but maybe just one of the lifts. Sure. You know, just to give it a nod. They definitely did not make it easy on us. They gave us some pretty tough choreography. There are like three or four separate lifts in there. There are three or four separate lifts. I'm spinning everywhere. Mm -hmm. I'm turning and spinning. A lot. He's carrying me everywhere. I actually think our wedding dance will likely be a little bit less complicated than that because <laughs> you'll be in a wedding dress. Yes. It's hard to spin that much. Yes. I don't want you to Yeah, There was a lot of prep in that episode. It was, it was fun, though. I mean, it's another moment where, like, I didn't think I was ever going to get to do that on a TV show, and I did. It's gorgeous. I think another memorable moment, truly, is our first school episode because of the locker. 
I remember being so excited about the locker. I will say That's I such was, a cute detail. I was so salty about having that Valentine McDougal backpack because again, hadn't been to real school. The last time I was in public school, I had a roller backpack because I was 10, 11. And all I wanted was like a cute back, like cute clothes, cute backpack, going to school, going to my locker. And I had that Valentine McDougal backpack. <laughs> what a face. It killed me. It really did. Okay. It's okay. Okay. It's for the joke. Go on. All right. At Rainy Rodriguez asks Who? <laughs> what was it like working with Nina from season three, episode two, quote, True Mall? Terrible. She was the worst. She was such a diva. Oh, dear. Just kidding. That episode is another memorable moment for me because I met my best friend doing that episode. Yeah. She's my maid of honor now. Yes. You met her doing that episode? I actually met both Rainy and Rico at the How to Train Your Dragon premiere. So random. (laughs) Is that as random as it sounds? Kind of. They came up to me and asked for a photo while I was talking to, was it Arsenio Hall or Wayne Brady? One of those. Oh, gross. Name dropping. That's disgusting. I was talking to somebody and they came up to me, asked for a photo. And then like a week or two later, Rainy walked into our table read and I was like, I remember you. And it was such a, (laughs) it was such an immediate, like, ah, cool. We like each other. We're going to be good friends. And we wrote down at the time, all we had was Twitter. We, I feel like we weren't super comfortable giving each other each other's numbers yet so we were like that's okay twitter twitter is like the safe way to go so we like dm'd on twitter all the time and then i believe it was facebook and we just sent each other a bunch of messages on facebook and then we exchanged numbers and then skyped all the time like random skype sessions just hanging out because you know we were busy working and we could never really see each other but yeah, I met her and we became close during that episode. She was great. She talked to dogs in the episode. Oh, cute. True Mall. Yeah, I haven't was seen it yet. that before or after Rainy did Mall Cop? It was after the first Mall Cop. So I'd seen her in Mall Cop. That's interesting. And I think Modern Family might have just started or something like that. Huh. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, sure. Yeah. Like 11 years yeah. ago. Yeah, it was like at the very beginning of Modern Family. But it was great. I mean, it's so cool because we have photos of that first week that we met each other. And it was was pretty awesome. And then later you did Austin and Allie. I did, and I surprised her. Well, I tried to surprise her, and Ross ruined it for me. But that's okay. Yes. They showed (laughs) us that episode at their house. They did. And I just found the script for Austin and Allie, too. (laughs) Yeah, that's really fun. To answer the question for real... Working with her was a dream. She was very funny and very good at what she did. And she was a dream to have on set. And I'm so glad that episode happened because now she's my maid of honor. That's nice. And if you would have told us (laughs) all those years ago while she guest starred on my show that she was going to be my maid of honor, I would have been like, yeah, probably. (laughs) Or you would have been like, nah, I'm not going to get married. I'm going to live with dogs on a ranch. Yeah, likely that. Right. Next question. At Victoria Galaxy asks... Do you have specific moments with Kiki Palmer, Matt Shively, and the whole cast that you love the most? Aw, 
There are so many. There's got to be so many. I mean, Kiki and I went to school together, so we spent 90% of our time together on that set. Yeah, she was truly, like, such a confidant for me. I probably vented to her more than I did anyone else in the cast. And she really had my back through a lot of what was going on growing up, which was really incredible of her. We shared a lot of, like, really awesome moments together. Let's stay on Kiki because we've already done a full episode with Shively. Yeah. We can talk about him in a second, but... What's one thing you learned from Kiki? How to sleep while getting your hair and makeup done. I'm kidding. (laughs) I mean, I'm not completely lying, but... (laughs) Which she did do all the time. I still have not mastered it. I mean, she's got so much going on. And you were working in such close proximity to someone who just... You know, she seems to do everything big, right? She really... She does, and I think my biggest lesson... Because I was always such a good kid like I followed every rule Uh and she followed the rules but she was also she's so carefree and she was so not afraid to fail and not afraid to look silly and that was hard for me in the beginning because I just wanted to make sure that like I was doing a good job and that everybody was happy and that the writers were happy with my performance and blah, 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 blah. But as we worked together, I found that the moments where she was just goofing off were the funniest. Like the times where she was goofing off in rehearsal and she would say, you said what now in a different way, just because she personally thought it was funny, always ended up being like, our director would always be like, do that, do that for this episode. This is really funny. Do this. And it was so foreign to me because in my head I was like this is a script this is exactly how the script should be done there's a formula I have to do it like this but watching her be so carefree and so fun and funny and not afraid to look silly was such a great lesson for me just to kind of loosen up and be like my my best work is probably going to be when I'm not so uptight about everything which is hard because I come from a family who's very like follow every rule and straight A student. I told you when I was in school, I said I wanted to be like the normal kids and get a B. Not being perfect was not an option. And watching her just live her life and just be herself was inspiring because I learned that it's okay to have fun and just to to be a kid. Was that a good answer? It was a great answer. It's true. Jackson VP. Wow. And, boy, Matt. Um, oh, God. I mean, I feel like we went over all of Matt's so fun much. moments in Matt's episode. But, yeah, we totally did. I mean, we had a very special relationship because it was our first, both of our first big projects. And we got to go through that together. Like, we were learning how to do press and be on a TV show at the same time. <laughs> Okay, I'll give you a moment that I know you shared with Matt. The screen test, when they told you to stand close to each other. It's in the bonus of the DVD that we just watched, (laughs) where the producers say, okay, now stand next to each other, and let's see what you would look like on a poster. And you basically, at that point, knew that it was going to be the four of you. Yeah, you can kind of see in Matt and 
in my face as well that we're like, oh man, is this it? And we're trying to keep our cool and we're like laughing because we're like super nervous. But yeah, that was definitely a moment where we were like, our lives are about to change. This is crazy. Yeah. And it was cool. It was cool to have somebody to somebody closer to my age to to go through that with. Kiki had already had a lot of success with Aquila and the Bee, and I think she had done Jump In already at the time. And we were fresh-faced and innocent and just super excited to work, and to go through that with somebody was really special. I'm trying to thank you all. Greg, I mean, Greg was, like, my mentor, basically. He taught me so much about comedy, and he helped me with all of my schoolwork. I always say he's the reason I got through high school. What was one lesson you learned about professionalism from Greg? Oof. He was always on time. He always knew his lines. He knew his blocking. He knew what he was doing. He came in with ideas, but also was so open to whatever the director wanted and, and what the director suggested as well. He taught me that cold is funny and that a set that's really hot is going to be miserable for everybody and they're not going to think anything's funny. Literally the temperature of the room. Literally the temperature of the room. Because our yeah. set was cold all the time and we were in summer clothes and I was miserable. And he was like, I know it's tough, but this is how a set of a sitcom has to be. Because if people are miserable and hot and sweaty, they're not going to love this. I learned a lot from him. And I, I mean, he was the best as well because he, if I was ever having a bad day... He would pick up on that and very quietly, like if we had an audience or something, he'd very quietly come up to me, do this like sick one-liner, make me laugh, and then just like walk away like nothing happened. That was awesome. That's fun. He's great. We just watched his stand-up the other night. We did. He did a stand-up show on the interwebs. Yeah. And we had a little date night and we got to watch him. He's awesome. It was pretty cute. Another one of these great creative, it was over Zoom, mm -hmm. so that... They could even hear feedback and hear us laughing and stuff. Yeah, they asked for us to keep our audio on so that the comedians could hear the laughter. There were two opening acts and a, and a host. We eventually got muted for <laughs> laughing too loudly. We did. He made a joke about whose line. What did he say? The most accurate way he's ever heard whose line be described was... you remember what he said? Assholes... Playing charades. Playing charades. That's yeah, a bunch of assholes playing charades. And I <laughs> laughed so hard that we got muted yeah. by the host. So he was Worth very it. funny. It was really funny. Very, very funny. Okay. Uh, Quale Ford 99 asks, did anyone hurt themselves on set from doing a little stunt? Matt Shively, I feel like, probably got hurt Matt the most. Matt had so many stunts to do. He He's has... always falling and <laughs> crashing into stuff. Yeah, Always. I'm pretty sure he's the only person who ever really hurt himself on set. I mean, he went snowboarding and broke his collarbone and we couldn't tell. I mean, I know we told that story in his episode, but we couldn't tell the producers about it. He, out of anyone, I feel, would have the most injuries. Yeah. <laughs> Did he do a fair amount of his own stunts? Yes. Really? Oh, wow. We, I mean, please don't get me wrong. We did have stunt people and... Our stunt people were incredible. Oh my God, they were so good. You see them in the show sometimes. A lot of the times when we're doing, if there is a stunt that we are doing, the people who are around us will be our stunt crew to keep us safe. Cool. 
Like the episode where he does backflips to try to impress the girl at school. Yeah, totally. That's probably one of our favorite times we use a stunt double because you can... It was cut together so well, you c- truly couldn't tell. It was awesome. Yeah. It was so, so good. Our stunt people were so incredible. We threw people through windows. We crashed through ceilings. I mean, <laughs> they kept us safe. We did have stunt doubles, but I think Matt did most of his own stunts. What was the craziest stunt you ever did? On True. Oh. Yes, if you remember, but it sounds like you have an idea of another. I, I did crazier stunts show. when I was on Lab Rats because I yeah. was bionic, yes. so I got to like fly through. Yeah. <laughs> just fly through the air. I don't think I did that many crazy stunts in True, to be honest with you. I know we did one where I crashed through the air ducts. Yes, but you're not. I mean, how did they film that? Because you fall through the sky in front of the front desk. Wow. I mean, wow. I mean, I did my research. I had to interview Lulu. Guys, just so you know, every time he put on True Jackson, he was like, well, I have to do research for this interview that I'm doing. Whatever. I've been giving you <laughs> such a hard time all week. <laughs> yeah, so that was a that was just a stunt double. But you fell from the sky. I did. Was that a stunt double? And then they just fall onto a, like a... A pad. Pad? And then I get up like it was me. It was a very impressive stunt. Thank you so much. <laughs> all right. <laughs> a lot of people asked this online. Favorite episode? Favorite guest star? That's probably going to be a really tough question to answer, so I have a specific question about one of your guest stars. Okay. Julie Bowen. Oh, gosh. Okay. Now, you two had a great scene together where you're in the dress vault, <laughs> yes. and she's doing all sorts of silly just very nickelodeon like she's getting hit on the head with things and all that this was before she got modern family but she was pregnant yes at the time yes she was but she seemed like she was just so game for you know some silly nickelodeon not even stunts really but you know what i mean like yeah just a fun kid show that humor yeah and she totally was that scene took a while to block because there's a lot of moving parts in it with the fabric coming in and out and the timing of me pressing the buttons and everything. So it took, that scene took a good amount of rehearsal. She was totally game for all of it. She, she was truly, she was our first guest star on the show because we'd shot True Takes Iceland first, even though it didn't air first after the pilot. She could not have been nicer. And I remember it was just a really stressful time on set because it's the first, doing that first episode back from the pilot it's really stressful because you work on the pilot for weeks and weeks and weeks and make the pilot perfect because it's the very first episode of TV that they're going to see. And then you get picked up and then that first episode back, you have five days to create this one episode and that's it. So it's a little stressful and I remember her just trying to keep it just really light and fun. And she was, I mean, honestly, she was amazing. (laughs) I had a great time with her. She She was so kind and she was really funny in the show and it was... It's really just an awesome first guest star to have. I mean, you really started strong there. Yeah. Another one is Greg Proops's arch nemesis in the show, <laughs> played by Andy Richter. Mm-hmm. He played such an evil fashion designer. He did, but he's so nice. He seems like such a nice guy. He was super nice, super fun. It's such a silly episode too, with the with the big chess game and stuff like that, and him trying to to get True to join Cassini, but. 
definitely a lot nicer than his character was on True Jackson. And again, it was just one of those cool guest stars where like, we knew who Andy Richter was. None of us ever thought we were going to get to do a show with him. Are you kidding? Yeah. Let alone he guest stars on a show that we're series regulars on. That's nuts. Right. So we, I mean, Andy was amazing. We had so many guest stars that might not have really been known to kids, but they were a big deal to us for sure. Yeah. We had a lot of the original cast of Pippin on. A lot of? Maybe. We had a, a couple members of the original cast of Pippin. Okay. Tom Kenny, who's the voice of SpongeBob, was a guest star. It's- I had no idea <laughs> Greg Proops was the voice of Bob the Builder. You were shook when I told you that. I just found that out. <laughs> you were so excited. I'm still processing. <laughs> <laughs> he was the voice of your childhood, wasn't he? Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. God, we had Fifi Dobson, who's a Canadian singer, in one of my favorite episodes of True Jackson, which is Mad Rocks. And she was just amazing. Fun fact, her I believe it's her guitarist. I had a writing session a few years ago with my writing partner, Rebecca, and she brings me to this house, and she's like, you're going to love writing with this guy. He's amazing. He was Fifi's guitarist on the show. Oh. He was like, I remember you. We did an episode and we were at Paramount with you guys. Yeah. We had Kevin Farley on the show. That was a big one for us. Uh, Did he talk about Chris? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, it was really cool to hear him talk about Chris. And he's so good. And he's another person who, like, well-known actor, very well-respected actor, but totally game to just be on a kid's show and, like, pratfall with us and do the silly jokes with us. Kevin, you haven't seen it yet, but Kevin Farley comes back a couple times in, in our show. He's he's really great. We had Richard Karn on the show, who is from Home Improvement, who later in my life I worked with him in Aladdin, and he played my dad. We just, I mean, like I said, guest stars that not necessarily kids would know, but they were so cool for us, truly. We had John Cena on our show, Vivica A. Fox. John Cena? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that must have been sort of early in his transition into acting. Probably, probably mostly just a wrestler at that time. Yeah. That's cool because he's really popped off since then. I just remember his hand, his one hand being bigger than my head. Naturally. He's so strong. He's so strong. Willow Smith got started on the show. That was yeah. another favorite. Baby True. Baby True. She was really good. So you've been a series regular who's worked with guest stars, and I'm sure you treated them very well. And then you've been a guest star on other people's shows. What, in your opinion, is the best thing a series regular can do to help a guest star, you know, do their best work and and feel welcome for the time that they're with the show? Include them. Honestly, include them from the beginning. That's the biggest thing. And I know we made such a point of doing that. Not, And that doesn't mean, like, I'm going to have lunch with you every single day. We're going to be talking every moment of every day. Like... I can't tell you how awkward it is as a guest star to come in and everyone else is talking to each other and leaving you out of literally everything. It affects my performance. I know it does. Mm -hmm. I try not to let it affect me, but it, it does affect me because you feel awkward. You feel like if people leave you out of things, you're like, oh, I don't, I guess I don't belong here then. That's fine. All right. I guess I'm just going to do my job and go. There's such a noticeable difference when you feel included and you feel like you're a part of the team. And no, we didn't have lunch with all of our guest stars every single day, but we did 
from the second they got there at our table read, we made sure they knew like our door is always open. If you have any questions, if you want to talk, if you want to hang out, you just let us know. We were just very open. And there is such a difference between saying that you are excited for them to be there and showing them that you're excited to be there. I think personally, I think we did a pretty good job of doing that. In fact, one of our guest stars, Jake Borelli, who's now in Grey's Anatomy, he got he starts in, in season two. He's he's one of the kids at school. And he sent me a message. He was at Paramount filming something and he passed age 25. This was years after he finished True Jackson. He sent me a photo and he said, I was working at Paramount today and I passed 25 and it just reminded me of all the good memories we had here. And he said, you guys always made such a point to make me feel welcome and included and I never forgot it and I really appreciate it. And I just wanted to say thank you and that he was just thinking of us. And I thought like that meant so much because we really did try to make everybody feel welcome, the cast and the crew. And to know that, you know, a guest star or a recurring guest star had a good experience with us really meant a lot. And because I've been on that other side, it it tells me a lot about people and it tells me a lot about a set when that doesn't happen when I'm a guest star. You know what I mean? That's nice. Here's a fun question from... At Sammy Chung 30, was True Jackson VP really filmed in front of a live studio audience? <laughs> yes, it was. We were, at the time, out of all the shows going, I think we were the only one actually filming in front of a live studio audience. And I remember how excited Kiki was to say that. That's such an iconic sitcom thing to say. It is so cool. She got to say it, yeah. It was, it was pretty cool. And we loved having the audience. There are a few episodes we did not have an audience for, you know, if it was just a complicated episode to shoot. We didn't have one, but a majority of the episodes were filmed in front of the audience and it was awesome. It was really cool. How much different does that make the performance? Very different. There's just a certain energy that you have when there's a room packed full of people who are cheering for you. You know what I mean? But also, so energy wise, it changed it, but it it was also jokes wise because you know, you do a scene for them, they laugh, especially that first time around. If there's a joke they don't laugh at and we gave it 100%, then the writers know we got to change that. And they change it on the spot and then they give us the alt on the spot and we change it. So they help dictate the show, honestly. So cool. Yeah. At Joe's Vacation Photos asks, fun behind the scenes stories. I think we've covered some good stories behind the scenes, but do you have any others to add? so. Not real. I mean, we did, we had amazing moments backstage all the time. You know, we graduate. I guess we haven't touched on graduation. Kiki and I graduated. Yeah. Doing or during this show, and they had a cake in front of the audience and everything, and they made a big deal of it, and that was really cool. There were so many. There were a lot of milestones that happened during True Jackson, and it was really cool to be able to share that with with those people. We grew up together. So. Yeah. You know. I have a question. How did not even become your catchphrase? When we shot the pilot, Gary Halverson, who was our main director, wanted everything to be grounded in reality because he said this is a pretty extraordinary circumstance where a young girl is 
the vice president of a fashion company. So he felt like in order for the show to succeed, we had to be, we had to make it as real as possible first. And then the big stuff could come. He said, if we had any fun things to add to the script, not like completely improvising paragraphs, but he was like, if you have like little things to add here and there, say it. If we like it, great. If not, no worries. And in that time of my life, I said, shut up a lot. And I said it one day at rehearsal when True says something about the refrigerator doors opening and closing. And they liked it, but they determined that I couldn't say shut up on Nickelodeon. Okay. So I came in and they had rewritten the script to say not even, but they wanted me to say it like I was saying shut up. And it became Lulu's thing to say. And I, honestly, I didn't realize I said it in so many episodes until we did a full rewatch of season one. And I was like, oh, I say it in almost every episode. Now, when you said shut up initially, was that inspired from any particular Anne Hathaway performance in any particular film? The Princess Diaries. Is that what you could possibly be talking about? My One of my favorite movies of all time in the entire universe, forever in the history of all things. I didn't know. I just thought maybe. Just a shot in the dark there. Total just random thought. Me? A, a princess? Shut up! Thank you. Thank you. That's really appreciated. Yeah. Okay. At I am Greg August asks, funniest memories? Let me ask it like this. Let me just up the ante on Greg's question here. Funniest memory with Greg Proops, with Kiki, and with Shively. Oh, boy. And Mikey J. How dare you? That's a lot. All of the funny moments I had, not all of the funny moments, most of the funny moments I had with Kiki did not happen on the floor, not like while we were filming the show. There were all the silly moments that we had backstage. She must have been so much fun backstage. She was so much fun. I love her so much. Just a side note, it's been really fun to watch the aggressive hugs that we gave each other uh-huh. in the show, because I remember my mom towards the beginning of the show, being like, you can't hug her that hard. Like, you hug her just so hard. You guys, like, tackle each other. And I was like, we just love each other. And to see that love translated on the show is pretty cool. With Matt? Not funny. He's not a funny person. Right. I get it. Nothing funny. That's okay. Oh, my God. I can't think of a funny moment with Matt, but I know I had fun with him. <laughs> I hope he's listening to this right no, now. No, no. He's, he's <laughs> never, ever made you laugh. Not one time. Let's move on to Greg Fruits. <laughs> when Greg asked me to try different catchphrases after I did boom to him in the, is it the Santa Claus episode in season one? I think, I can't remember if they used chicken pot pie or, I don't remember oh, yes. exactly what they used. You're in True's office, office on the yeah. couch. Right. Yeah. And he's like, I don't really like this catchphrase for you. Try this one. And they just let him riff. And he improved. He improved for days in yeah. front of an audience too. And it just, I remember, God, just going nuts. Have you ever done improv? No, I've never done improv. I don't want to. No, don't do it. You I shouldn't. like structure too much to, to... No, you should not. But, wow, I mean, you were really working with an improv god there for a while. Well, that's what was so crazy is that if 
you know, if you would throw something into a scene, you kind of just had to go with it. It was the coolest acting class ever. He's so smart. I bet he had a idea a lot of the time that he probably just sat on because it's not his place always to, you know, maybe put something different than what the writers had. But that, yeah, I, I would love to talk to him about... I bet there were a few moments where he sat on an, on an idea and brought it up to the writers and they put it in. I mean... Yeah, if he brought it up, I'm sure. You have to ask permission, but... Yeah. His mind moves so quickly. I'm sure, you know, a lot of the time he's having to censor himself because you gotta just do the job of the show the way that it's scripted. Yeah. I wonder how... All of those little, like, reactionary things that he does are definitely all him. That's all. Like, when he grabbed his hair or, like, those little, like, those little noises that he makes and stuff like that. Yeah. That's, that's him. That's not, like, a scripted, you know, Mr. Madigan makes a noise here. That's just something that he does. The walk that he does when he turns a corner and he does it, like, he pivots on one foot. That was his idea. Yeah. It was... It was essentially the coolest acting class of all time, getting to work with not only Greg, but all the people in the cast and also all of our guest stars. Watching them work was nuts. How about Mikey J? You already told the story of your first kiss. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other really funny memories with Mikey J? I remember he wanted... (laughs) He was essential in me getting a MacBook. All right. I had an old Dell computer and I was homeschooled and I was on my computer all the time and it was so slow and I hated it. Mm -hmm. And all I wanted was everybody on set had a MacBook. Everybody had like such fancy computers. And I kept arguing with my mom and I said, if I'm going to spend all my time on the computer because I have to do all my work on it, I need a nicer computer. Like I can't work on something that's going to crash on me all the time or something that's slow like this because I can't get my work done. And Trevor had a MacBook, and I just remember him really advocating for me to to get one. That, and I think our first chemistry read together when I first met him was pretty memorable, just because it was a, it was such an instant chemistry. It's almost that's almost the wrong word for it because Mikey J is so he's supposed to be so awkward, and and Lulu's supposed to be so awkward around him. So it was almost like a, it was chemistry, but it was almost like the lack of chemistry because we were just like, uh, wait, do, I'm sorry, do I go here? Do I, I don't really know how it works. You know what I mean? It's very cute. Thank you. It was very fun. Do you have any, you read all the fan questions. Yeah, I've asked a few of my own and I have more. Oh boy. Of my own. I, we are through all the fan questions. Great. Uh, that I want to ask you. But what was it like as actor training? I mean, you, I feel like we talk about this both on the show and off the show a lot of the time is as an actor, you just want to work and get the opportunity to practice. And that is one of the hardest things. And here you are getting that place where you get to show up to work, work with amazing professional people who you respect you look up to learn from great people put in your best work and you know get to show that get to show up 
on time and show how serious and good you can be. So I feel like that was your theater major, your film and TV major. So how beneficial was that actor training in your growth in your career? It was everything. Yeah. I didn't know how to, I shouldn't say I didn't know how to be on a set before then, but you definitely learn a lot about just existing on a set. You're very good at that. (laughs) Thank you. Existing on a set as a series regular, but I also got to, to watch our guest stars exist on a set and learn, oh, as a guest star, it's a little bit different. What can, what can you do and what can't you do as a guest star? So that's one, just learning how to exist on a set, learning the ins and outs of the way the writers write our episodes and how to change things on the fly. That was a really big one for me because when we had an audience and we changed a joke, it had to happen in that moment right there. There was no more rehearsal. You just did it. I learned how to memorize lines so quickly. Sure. Because Monday you get a script, but you can't really, you can memorize some of that script, but you have to know that it's going to change Tuesday and it's going to change Wednesday. The most final script that you're going to get is Thursday morning. And even that's going to change on the fly. So. And when do you start filming? Thursday. Fantastic. Thursday's pre-shoots. So anything we can't shoot in front of the audience, we do on Thursdays. And then Friday we do it in front of the audience. We do the scenes we didn't shoot in front of the audience. Hmm. And even then, sometimes we'd get finished with, very rarely, but sometimes we'd get finished with pre-shoots early on Thursday and we'd go, okay, so this is what we have to shoot in front of the audience tomorrow. Let's shoot a couple of those scenes now, get them in the can, and then we can just have fun shooting it in front of the audience tomorrow. So that's a couple of added scenes where you're like, oh, didn't look at these lines because didn't think we were going to shoot it today and now we have to memorize it. So just being able to pick up the script, look at the lines... And it's a sitcom, so you have to be word perfect. There is no room for, like, switching words around. There's Our dialogue coach was literally there to be like, you switched these two words around. And we had to be word perfect every time. It was a huge lesson in memorization and also trusting your instinct because a lot of the times I'd be like, that can't be the line. It was totally the line. I learned about lighting. <laughs> I learned about why... Things are blocked the way they're blocked. I learned so much about intention as an actor. I was like, I was learning a lot about intention and how the blocking helps the intention. I remember one of the biggest lessons was how to hit the marks, one, without looking down, and two, if like we have to switch with each other, just how to make it as natural looking as possible. That was a like a big weird one for me, and you can see it still. I can at least when I watch it back, I can see sometimes that I'm looking down, being like, "There's my mark. I have to hit that next mark." All these things you're saying are really practical things. Yeah. Just you know the tricks of being on a show and and they're things the that you don't necessarily life. learn in a classroom. Right. That's what I was gonna say. Is it's a little bit different than some of the theater school things that you learn, which also are valuable, but. They're more, they're less directly related to what it takes to be on a TV show. I feel like a lot of people could argue, well, you're not going to learn the the meat behind the scenes, the you know, the, your intention and like, who are you and what do you want? But I did. 
I just learned it in a different way. I think now that I've seen True, I think it's really unfair that you get sort of lumped into this Nickelodeon category where I feel like casting directors sometimes put Nickelodeon kids into a typecast that they can only do that one thing that they're good at Mm -hmm. and can't hold a scene, can't become prepared with an intention for a serious scene. Mm -hmm. But I've seen you do tons of stuff, both comedy and drama. And uh, now that I've seen True, I think that is where you got a lot of great both comedic and dramatic training. Totally. Yeah. We were really fortunate to work with not only great guest stars, but really incredible directors. We had a main, or I shouldn't say main, we had a few main directors, two or three of them probably, that we worked with a ton. And then we had, I mean, Alfonso Ribeiro came in. He played Carlton in Fresh Prince. Sure. He was a director for us once. Uh, We just had such incredible... I mean, well-respected, well-known directors come and do our show, and you learn so much from those people. I don't know. I guess I just learned everything by osmosis, and I was really curious and, and eager to learn, and I loved my job, and I just wanted to be really great at it. I remember there was a joke that I thought wasn't funny, and I remember Greg thought it was hysterical. And everybody thought it was hysterical, but I guess I didn't think it was very funny, and I wasn't playing it right, really. Because I just didn't understand what I was doing. And I remember Greg literally explaining the joke to me. And being like, it's funny because you're not a weatherman. And you're saying it. And it's like stupid and silly. And I like, he made me understand it. And it just made me so much better. Just little things like that. Yeah. It was the greatest class of all time to me. Personally. And the other sort of business minor that you got was being on Nickelodeon. On the network. Mm Mm-hmm. That's another major responsibility for you mm-hmm. and a part of the job that actors, I think, aren't ready for and have no way of training for until they're just in the middle of it all of a sudden. And you've had really little training. Now, I know you get press training once you're on the network. But we didn't get press training until season two. Really? Yeah. So what is that press training process like? I will say I wish it came earlier, for sure. We recently watched the behind-the-scenes footage with your family on that DVD, and I forgot that when I first introduced Lulu, I said something about her being ditzy and crazy, and I was like, and everyone loves it. It came off as like, she's amazing, but it was truly just because I did not know what to say, and I watched it back (laughs) on that DVD and was like, cringing. Oh, God. You know what? It's only fair because we spent that whole week watching home videos of me, and I was cringing. And so I was pretty happy to see you cringe a little bit. Great. Thanks for that. Those are your home videos, kind (laughs) of. Those are my home videos. What odd home videos I have. They're so (laughs) professional. (laughs) The Uh, lighting is amazing. The lighting is amazing. (laughs) Uh, Weirdly enough, they're in 22-minute snippets. (laughs) Yeah, I wish... I wish press training had come earlier. You kind of learn how to answer the the questions. It was interesting going to press training because it's just a different way of looking at things, I think. I remember in press training, 
both in True and when I did Bucket. They did, for Bucket and Skinner, they gave us press training right off the bat. But I remember them saying, you should have an intention when you go into an interview. And you could pick like three things. And that's going to be what you talk about in the interview. Your talking points. Your talking points. Our training was basically them asking questions that had nothing to do with our talking points and having to work in our talking points somehow. And it was just so weird for me because I was like, but can't you just answer the questions that the people are asking? <laughs> I don't know. I think there was more of an art to it than I thought in the beginning. It, yeah, it was hard. It was, press was, was weird. It was fun to do, but I think because I was a kid, I felt so much pressure just to be interesting and to be fun. And I, I didn't have the most interesting upbringing. I was a very sheltered kid. I didn't have a lot of friends. I wasn't allowed to date. So anytime, I hated it when any Valentine's Day episode stuff would come up, like for promos and stuff like that. And they'd be like, tell us about (laughs) the worst date you've been on. (laughs) And I'd be like, yikes. (laughs) Or like, tell us about a crush you had. Bloody divas. I couldn't talk, like, I didn't really have a crush on anyone at the time. Like, like, how do you answer that? And stay interesting and stay fun and relatable. Nobody told me that it was okay to say, I've never been on a date. That would have been such big news. It would have been. But also, if I was so concerned about being relatable and for kids to, like, to see some of themselves in me, then... I shouldn't have been so afraid to say I've never been on a date. There are plenty of 15-year-olds who haven't been on a date. You know what I mean? But I thought because so many of my Nick friends and so many people that I knew, so many people I knew in real life were 15 and they like already had their first kiss or like already had their first boyfriend, I thought I had to be like that. So it was really tough for me personally to do press because I didn't feel like I was very relatable because all I would do was go to work and go to school, and then go home. I also will say I wasn't willing to sacrifice, I don't want to say sacrifice my morals, but I wasn't willing to like do things just for press. You know what I mean? There were people that I worked with that were like, you should take a picture with so-and-so so that you can get press. And I was like, no, I barely know this person. I'm not going to post a photo just because you want me to get attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not how I work. Yeah. All right, two last questions. Okay. The question that was most received on the internet has been about a reboot. Yes. What would a reboot mean to you? Wow. I would love to see how their lives turned out like 10 years later. I would like to think Lulu stayed with Mikey J just because I think high school sweethearts would be pretty cute. And I thought that they were pretty cute together. And how about... Just working with that group of your friends and coworkers and that cast and crew that you loved so much. I mean, that'd be amazing. Yeah. We love each other so, so much. It was really just truly lightning in a bottle experience. And I, I hear it from both the cast and the crew. A lot of our crew, when I see them, they're like, we've never worked on a set as good as, as True Jackson. And that means a lot because they work on some pretty freaking prestigious, well-respected sets. And for them to say, like, it's just not the same, it's pretty astonishing. And even working with people that long, I would never expect somebody who worked, like, backstage at something that I did to remember me. 
And to this day, I can see like a lighting person or like a grip person or a craft service guy, Rashid. I've seen him a bunch of times. <laughs> Rashid. Rashid. I see Rashid sometimes on, on studio lots and he's like, Ashley! And wow. it's the great, like, we were all so close. It really was this once in a lifetime experience that we all had. You don't always get sets where you're so close to people and genuinely love them and, and enjoy going to work every day. And that was what it was for us. So if I got the chance to work with those people again, it'd be incredible. I mean, just on a, a smaller scale, I've worked with Matt Shively a quadrillion times at this point, and it never gets old. And it's great because we know how we work already, and that makes it super easy to work together. <laughs> I would love it. That'd be so exciting. I'd also love it because you'd get to experience that. Well, it's filmed in front of a live studio audience, so I would love to attend a filming. You can come to a filming. You can come backstage. Maybe you can meet the cast of True Jackson. What? <gasps> oh, my God. Wow. That'd be exciting. <laughs> Last question. Okay. In one word or one sentence, True Jackson VP is? My childhood. Oh, it is your childhood. You are so good in that show. I really have been enjoying it so much. Thank you. I am so retroactively proud of you. <laughs> and I love you very much. I love you. It's been very fun for me to show you these episodes. And I'm thrilled that you love them. But it's also been very fun for me to take such a crazy trip down memory lane and watch these episodes and go, Oh my gosh! I remember this happened while we were filming this episode. And this happened. So yeah. it's been... It's been really fun for me. Well, thanks for letting me interview you about it. Thank you. And um, I can't wait to go back to a normal Mismo episode where you're not interviewing me. <laughs> well, this was lovely. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>